It's just a form. You just have to True. spin the model around in order to check. You know? <laughs> it's like you're a vet. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Whether you're positive or negative, this Power Plant event should give you quite the charge. Let's discuss what the big feel is about Icicle Spear. Is it normal for this lizard to be this electric? The short answer is yes. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 175. It's January 18th, a a Tuesday evening. Uh, We've somehow come full circle in delaying the recording of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We're somehow on a Tuesday evening again. Uh, Well, I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. And this week, we're joined by a special guest. He's technically a return guest. You've heard him on uh, the mod. We are on the modcast. You in the modcast? No, no. Nope. Oh, that was before. That was <laughs> before you were mod. No, first time. Yeah. What you were on though were our recaps during uh, GoFest yeah. in Indianapolis. That's the one. Yeah. Mitch cooks gravy. Our resident super player. All of those <laughs> accolades and titles. He's here. Hey, I don't feel like I deserve those anymore. How's it going, Mitch? I've just been busy been very busy yeah so yeah you haven't been sending in as many emails and everything like that so uh (laughs) but i'm here now exactly that's true Uh, before we get started with like the show and everything i do have to say very quickly shout out to three brand new patrons of ours tony sharon and travis thank you so much for your patronage and your support of the show okay so we're going to review goals that we set like kind of a week and a half ago and talk about spiel community day as well uh, Mitch, we're going to get back to giving you a hard time about not playing as much in just a minute. I promise. Uh, but Kyle, Great. really quick to yeah. knock out some of these old goals. We didn't yeah. even set community day goals because we were supposed to record prior, but we did not. Um, so 30 matches in Sinnoh Cup. Did you manage to do that? I don't think I did. I think I only did 20. Oh, OK. I, I started losing. I lost like seven in a row and I'm like, you know what? Something's not working. And then I just didn't get back to it. Okay. All right. That's going to be a no. What about 20 eggs? Yeah, I did. I probably did more than that. I don't have an exact number, but it was more than 20. Okay. More than 20. Look at this guy. Uh, One million experience for me. Definitely did much more than that. 50 eggs. Yes. And one shiny uh, outside of Sphiel Community Day. And that did happen to me, but only because we delayed this recording. Otherwise, that would have been a no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Mr. Mitch, we had community day and it's been a lot longer and more events since then that you've been on here so what have you been up to if you've still been playing pokemon go why do you feel like you need to give back the honor of the super player title you know just life has been happening to me uh i've just had some major changes i'm like i looked up and i'm almost done with college uh <laughs> i mean but my daily routine is uh i mean i still open the game open a few gifts which means I'm better than both of you. Yes. Yeah. Objectively true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not, we're not going to argue that. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. My, I swear I've reset my streaks like a billion times. <laughs> just over time. They've just gotten misaligned and I just can't handle it. So I <laughs> just 
I just don't play for a day. Yeah, just to get them back on track. And then three days later, you're like, oh, no, I got to do it again. Yeah, but I'm my goal was to hit level 50 by the end of 2021. No, did not happen. <laughs> How close did you get? I was like 20 million. Out 20 of million, million short? Oh, no, 20 out of 30. Short. Oh, you're 10 million short. Okay. Oh, that makes that's a lot more sense. really close. That's still pretty close. See, you could have done that on Sphere Community Day alone if you played hard enough. Oh, you would have had to go real hard to do that. In <laughs> no, thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, 6,000 a throw, right? If I really yeah. wanted. It was uh, seven, 7K if it was first throw. Excellent curveball. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Great. I was that I had to drive to school in New Mexico, so I didn't even. I was like, I don't even care about Sphere. I just just let me get there. <laughs> I play for like two hours. All right, that's not too bad. It's yeah. okay. This Saturday you got another chance for that three times experience. I'm it's playing just, that whole thing. It's just not as easy to get excellence on a Bulbasaur. I'm I'm so it's excited tough. for more catch experience. It's going to be great. So, Mitch, why don't you uh, encapsulate your entire Sfield Community Day experience really quick? Uh, I know you say you only got to play for about two hours and you weren't incredibly invested. Uh, but how, how was it for you? Spawn density was acceptable. Catch rate was OK. How many shines did you get, et cetera? Oh, sure. Well, I played on the road in Springfield, Missouri, and I ended up with 13 shinies. Wow. Uh, two of which I evolved. I picked up the um, excellent throw quite quickly, so that uh, that made me feel good, and I got a couple of best friend level ups on that same egg. So uh, it was it was time efficient for how little time I played. So awesome! Uh, and right? Spawn density was actually very good. It's it was pretty nice to drive around and stuff. One hundred percent. Well, thirteen shinies for only like a little bit of play. That's still pretty pretty yeah, exceptional. That's so. good. Um, I would almost say it's uh, reminiscent of somebody who might be a super player. Just saying. Uh, anyway, Kyle, if you want to call me that, call me that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna do whatever I want. <laughs> We're gonna keep calling you that because then, once you have the time again, you will live up to it. It's true. It's true. Oh, I'm gonna cry, guys. That was so beautiful. <laughs> all right, here's oh your God. flowers. All right, now go stand in the back oh. with all the rest of the contestants. Okay. All right, uh, <laughs> Kyle, how was yep. your Sveal Community Day, sir? You and I did not spend it together, even though we could have. Uh, you were kind of busy this weekend. Uh, with some celebratory things. Yeah, I was uh, taking the weekend easy with my girlfriend. We went out and played for like, mm, I want to say it was two and a half hours, but we didn't play really hard. We just found a nice spot to park the car and play there. I finished the day with 14 shinies and I don't, I caught like, I don't know, 400, maybe 300 feel. So not that many. I did get like, 800,000 experience from that limited play. So that was pretty great. Wow. It's not bad at all. Yeah. With no friendships. Well, oh, man. It goes without wow. saying, you know. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, but so what was your opinion, Kyle? Did you enjoy Sveal Community Day for what it was? I know you were looking forward to it because you actually yeah. like Wall Rain in comparison to myself. Yeah, I I thought it was positive. I mean, literally the only negative is we live in the Midwest and it was literally like 15 degrees outside. It was quite cold. Yes. And yes. That's, it just makes the game not fun no matter how much you want the game to be fun. But it but it fits the theme. It's very yeah, yeah, thematic. Yeah, that's why I've been calling it for two years. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping a lot of people around here were able to get, uh, you know, it boosted in some uh, some way for the day, which would be kind of cool. 
but for myself, I, I did track my metrics kind of closely uh, because <laughs> like I mentioned in the last episode, I set some year long goals like hitting 50, 3000 eggs and 20 of the weeks or 50 K weeks, stuff like that. So I went real hard, especially for catch experience, because I've been getting woefully under uh, my daily target of like 168K. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I got to make up and get some extra, you know, distance ahead. So um, my total caught was around uh, 1,150, which is about Damn. 200 more than I normally fare, which is nice. I caught 50 shinies and I'm very upset about it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever caught that many, and it had to be on Sveal Day, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hatched 19 eggs, although it was mostly a car play day, so I didn't get a chance to walk very much, just kind of around a little bit. Um, and total experience was 4.2 million, 600K of which was friendship bonuses. Uh, so I, I I bought myself a little buffer, and hopefully yeah, this yeah. weekend will build me a bigger buffer. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm I stand by the fact that Bulbasaur will not be quite as easy to rack up that experience as Sveal is. No, yeah, Sveal, you could look at him sideways and he'll hop into your Pokeball, no problem. But <laughs> yeah, the I'm, catch rate for Bulbasaur will make it inherently more difficult. Well, and and the catch circle too, not anywhere near as easy to just throw no. the excellent. Like no. like even I was just this throwing thing. excellence at Sveal, which surprised me. That, so, that says a lot. Yeah, says a lot. it says a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, as far as the actual quality of the event is concerned, uh, aside from the Pokemon choice, uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. Spawns and density was great. Shiny reads were great. Um, and the weather was appropriate, like Mitch said. And how can you not love thematic continuity, right? Mm, love it. Anyway, let's hop into the news without further ado. Yo, what up? It's the news. Now, uh, this week, we've actually only got one piece of new news. It is one of the reasons why we decided to um, delay the recording of this episode to some degree. But hey, one of the two of you, don't let me forget, but we will explain what our our reparations are going to be in our recording (laughs) uh, schedule for this week. But for the power plant event, this is the new event. When is this happening? Wednesday, January 19th at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, February 1st at 10 a.m. local time. So it is starting tomorrow as of this recording. The season of heritage story continues. This is the first part of this event. Sparks intuition leads him to believe that the final mechanism of the door requires electric type Pokemon to power it. Work with Spark to catch Pokemon as he makes progress toward unlocking the final mechanism of the mysterious door located at the historical cave site. In this event, inspired by the power plants found in the Kanto and Kalos regions. Now, they added Kalos, right? Wasn't it just Kanto before? That's different. The first when they first mentioned it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy. But it's inspired by the power plants found in Kanto and the Kalos regions, and you'll be able to catch Pokemon like Magnemite, Voltorb, and Helioptile, <laughs> which is the Pokemon <laughs> Go debut. In the shadows, it seems that a nefarious force has also caught wind of the door and the power that lies beyond it, and catch up on the story so far on the Season of Heritage webpage. There are some Pokemon debuts. As mentioned, Helioptile and Heliolisk will make their debuts in Pokemon Go. He- uh, Helioptile can evolve into Heliolisk with 50 Heli- uh, Helioptile candy and a Sunstone. Goodness, I have a reason to use them again. Good. 
Uh, and obviously Helioptile and Heliolisk are debuting. So wild encounters include a lot of the ones that we thought would be included last a week when we were kind of just off the wall guessing. Uh, Magnemite, Grimer, Voltorb, Electabuzz, Porygon, Trubbish, Helioptile, Electrode, and Jolteon. Those will be some fun catches. Kyle, you called Voltorb right away. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, that one's a cool one. If we're not swimming in Voltorb, I I, I don't know what's going on with this event. <laughs> uh, raids. Oh, actually, before we continue, really quick, Mitch, are you familiar with the Kalos games? Yes, I was going to say, I am not sure. I mean, I did I play them when they came out, and that's it. I do not have any memory of a power plant. Me neither. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too familiar with the game, but I was like, was there one? I think there has to be, right? So... Oh, well, it's not there. It's it's not in my brain. <laughs> no, it's a, it's an avoid. It's an avoid. All right. Raids are getting a little bit of a shakeup. And I do mean a little bit of a shakeup. Tier one is going to include Pikachu, Beldum, Shinx, Blitzel and Clink. All of those can be shiny now since Blitzel's uh, shiny was released not too long ago. Tier three is actually going to be having no changes whatsoever, but it is going to straddle the period of time where we have two different raid bosses between Genesect and Regice. Uh, and those two will have with them accompanied two sets of tier three rates. So if you'd like to know what they are, go ahead and take a look at the, the notes we have uh, for last week. They should be in there, I believe. <laughs> uh, tier five, like I mentioned, it will be Genesect with the shock drive up until January 24th. And then once we hit January 24th, all the way through the first will be Red Ice that knows Thunder. That's kind of cool. We didn't Yay. know that detail before. Uh, Kyle, yeah. do you know if that matters at all? Mitch, do you know if that matters at all? It's okay. All right. But the primary problem is you can't get a red ice under 1500 for Great League unless you got it from the weekly research that they were in that one time. Right, right. Before we started getting Onyx. Instead. <sighs> also, I'm going to say real quick, Kalos definitely does have a power plant. Okay, so, just and look that's it up. all. Yeah, okay. you, you fight you fight a whole bunch of team flare grunts in of there. That's probably something. why, you know, we just put our blinders on and just get through it, you know. <laughs> just whatever. Just <laughs> I was gonna say, how does Reg Ice create this thunder? Where you does know? it come it's from? A, well, I mean water is a conductor, right? So he's frozen. It's not I water, mean, he's ice. But but doesn't ice also conduct electricity? Maybe it just comes from I his don't like think so. I mean, eyes. I don't think it's resistant, but yeah, it's got to come from the the six eyes that it's got or whatever Reg Ice has. Oh, ice can conduct electricity, says okay. physics.illinois.edu, but okay. it's a poor conductor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So don't ask him to to get you know like your ensemble together or your uh, orchestra. There we go, and we should be okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Field research task encounters will include, not surprising for half of this list, Magnemite, Voltorb, Electric, Joltik, Helioptile, but also with the addition of Alolan Grimer, Trubbish, who's in the main spawn pool but will be rare because of the Stardust bonus, and Emolga, who is usually a 10k egg hatch, uh, is also kind of rare in this list as well, this pool. And then lastly, as I mentioned, the shadow thing, a bad feeling. Uh-oh. Beginning Monday, January 24th at 12 a.m. local time, because who sleeps? As Spark proceeds with his investigation, he begins to have a creeping feeling that something unexpected is going to happen. 
Event bonuses include Team Go Rocket will be appearing more frequently at Pokestops and in the balloons. You can use a charge TM to help a shadow Pokemon forget the charge attack frustration. So for those of you, again, I think we said this last time, we shamed people that complained that these events never pop up. Take advantage of this small window to do so because uh, you will regret it later. So <laughs> don't be like me. Go through now and mark them all with something, an asterisk or something uh, so that you know what to do when the opportunity comes up. Or you can be like me, and whenever you think you need a shadow Pokemon, go look for it and then realize you marked it and then never TM'd it away. Exactly. Like the 14 Machops I have sitting there waiting to actually use. Jeez. Do you still not have a usable shadow like Machamp for PvP no. or nothing? No. I don't I don't use wow. Shadow Machamp for PvP, it's so it's okay. It's so good. It is. That's okay. I, shadow, I don't use shadows. Uh, just, just in general. The only shadow I have powered up is my two shadow Mewtwo's. Oh, I love shadows. I'm, I'm so evil. Ugh. They're <laughs> so cool. I have to say too. I looked up like what Pokemon that I have that I need to use a TM on. And it's one. It's this feel. That's how oh, little I've been playing. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. You can hold on to that until next, till uh, next December. Does this have a end time? It does not. Not as of as of yet. I would assume okay. uh, that it's oh, no. probably through to the end of the event, which would be through the, the first, first. But it yeah. is not said in the strange. notes. Yeah, it is very strange. But if you'd like to dig through this blog post yourself, it will be in the show notes linked as always. But before we move on to a uh, poco lore, just some closing thoughts from from either of you. Um, I'll ask Mitch first. What do you think about this event overall? I mean, obviously, the release of the new Pokemon is exciting, but. Is there anything else about it that you're like, oh, wow, okay. Oh, I guess I just identify with Spark as a Team Instinct player. I am a fan of Magnemite. You could, like, I don't need more Magnemite, but if you spawn more, I'm going to be happy. And Trubbish is good, and I don't care about Regice or Genesect, so. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, rude. But I understand. (laughs) Especially because Genesect can't be shiny. If it could be shiny, I'd care. I'd be excited. Stop bringing it up. It makes me. It makes me sad. <laughs> even, even if it could be shiny, it's lame because I have one already, and the only True. difference is a little bit of yellow. True. Yes. But like, people always want more shiny legendaries. It's just a form. You just have to True. spin the model around in order to check. You know, <laughs> it's like you're a vet. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Kyle, you have a, a highlight from this event for yourself. I still need a shiny Magnemite. I, I have all. of the rest of the shinies that are available from these featured events. Okay. So I need I need the Magnemite and also Trubbish is good. I don't really like Helioptile, but we'll talk about that for uh, a little bit later. Okay. Alrighty. That concludes the news section. That means we're going to hop right into the Poco lore. And this week, we're going to have our special guest take us uh, through the Poco lore. So who are we talking about or what are we talking about? What's going on? We will be speaking about Helioptile and Heliolisk, the generator Pokemon. I'm assuming that's plural. That applies to both of them. It does. Yeah. And they're both yellow. So this is this is um, already in. Uh, <laughs> all right. Helioptile is a bipedal lizard-like Pokemon. It is primarily pale yellow with black paws and tail tip. The top of its head is also black with a triangular yellow marking on its forehead. It has blue eyes, a slightly pointed head, a tapering tail, and three toes on each foot. On either side of its head hangs a pointed extension with a yellow tip. These can stiffen and expand into a frill. 
These frills have cells that generate electricity when exposed to sunlight. This allows it to create its own energy and thrive without food as its desert home. The frills act similar to solar panels and the source of helioptile's electric moves. However, comma, should this process get interrupted, helioptile will be stressed to the point of weakness. Huh. I actually have a fondness for this guy. He's just it just kind of scratches some kind of itch in me because he has like those tiny little arms, like dinosaur arms. It's based on a real life dinosaur, the I believe a uh, Dilophosaurus, who like in Jurassic Park, he um is it the one with the frill and the poison? With the spit? frills, and he he kills uh, Newman. N- Newman. Newman. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like this guy. Also, before you get started on Heliolisk, I-, I didn't write this down anywhere, but it does have uh, a unique typing too, right? It does. It's it is weird. electric normal. It's weird. How about that? It's the only one of its kind. Yeah, it's very cool. And like, why? But. <laughs> Because they wanted to be immune to ghost. Yeah, and they're like, fighting? Yeah, that should win. (laughs) That's going to beat this guy up. Mm -hmm. All right. Heliolisk can generate sufficient electricity to power a skyscraper simply by flaring open its frill. When its frill is flared while it basks in the sun, it can generate enough electricity to power an entire city. This electricity can be used to stimulate its muscles, which boost the strength in its legs. This allows it to sprint 100 yards in five seconds. In Galar, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. In Galar, there was an old desert culture that highly treasured the Heliolisk due to treasure having arrived with them. Treasure having arrived with them? What does that mean? Where did he put it? I don't know. In his hands? <laughs> I guess so. In his mouth. I don't know. This is also based on uh, a real life thing. I believe it's a a basilisk. They like mm-hmm, run mm-hmm. over water, like a those running lizards. Is, wait, the the little things. Yeah, yeah. and they, they those like do are that. basilisks. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Look, our like, RPGs huh. have uh, trained you poorly. Yeah, basilisk to me is like what it, kind of like what a komodo dragon is almost, oh. except scarier. He's not even. These guys are not threatening at all. No, they're <laughs> yeah. real cute. I love them. And let's get the stats. Uh, it has a max CP at level 40 of 2,600 and at 50, 2,939, 158 stamina, 168 defense, and 219 attack. Pretty middling. And the best moveset on this fella is Volt Switch with Thunderbolt and Bulldoze. An interesting variety there. Can we take a moment to appreciate the nice round number of 2,600 at level 40? That feels yes. good. Yes. That is nice. We, we love that. We love that. Ultra League for this guy? Now, now that's where my mm. mind went. No. I was actually just reading a breakdown on Reddit of some people's thoughts, and it's not very good, at least initially. Darn although it, it will have probably have some niche uses because it's an electric type that can slap around other electric types because it can also learn mud slap. If you want to use that instead of Volt Switch. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And also it's four times resistant to Ghost, which is not super, super common. Yeah. That said. Good for the Giratinas. I, I feel like in a, you know, some metas, actually, just generally speaking, Galvantula is is helpful and it has similar moves with the exception of not having Lunge, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I could see Heliolisk probably filling a particular 
niche, kind of like Galvantula did, but you'd probably have to go out of your way to make that niche. Yeah, it's probably not going to see much use in open uh, leagues. No, probably not. But this would not be the first time we put our foots in our mouth as, as far as yeah. expectations <laughs> yeah. around as far as the BBB relevance goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we'll wait to be corrected by our very own fish in DeFi E. Maybe not this episode, but maybe in a future one. Uh, but anyway, thank you very much, Mitch, for, for covering Pokalore. My pleasure. All right. Love the yellow lizards. All right, Kyle, that means it's time for gear up. Can you can you give us some guidance for what to do with all these spherical feels we've gotten? So this week on gear up, there's a, a couple sections here because it's going to be real quick on what I'm sharing this week. We're doing a what's the big deal with wall rain. This is a little post humor. big feel? What's the big feel? I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. We have to beat the joke into the ground. Yes, because it wasn't funny to begin with. And I want to make sure we get all the other stragglers. I might still think it's funny. Stop. He's already dead. <laughs> but this one's, you know, a little post humorously because the community has already passed. So I hope you've already already made the commitments here. But it's terrible in PvE. Don't even look at it. It's it's truly, truly awful. It just I can't even express in words how useless it is in compared to even other ice types. That said, somebody else can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure this is the single biggest change from a community day that a move has given a Pokemon that's not been a starter, I suppose. It went from basically not relevant to one of the best Pokemon in Great League and also very usable in Ultra League. I'm not super sure about Master League because I try not to look at that. (laughs) That league doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm not going to go into any details here because it's just going to make me sound dumb. But let's just say (laughs) PV Poke rates it number four, just above XL XL Bastiodon. And that surprised me a lot. (laughs) That's crazy. And I'm pretty sure Chris over here got like a rank six one for Great League. Yeah. On, have, well, uh, okay. I'll, I'll have you know, I caught a rank 11 little cup. I caught a rank 18 and a rank 26 for Great League and a rank 49 for Ultra League. Uh, man, I, I did really poorly. I didn't get a single one that was like actually ranked in Great League. Jeez. How did that happen? <laughs> and I'm happy to say, by the way. Also a, a hundo. It happened, Kyle. Oh my it god! It happened. Chris. You weren't there to see it. Oh Mitch, wait, hang you on. Either. I hang was on. complaining about this last week or last community day. Wait, I need yeah. to check now. I didn't actually check my after my my day. <gasps> did you? I did too. Oh my gosh! Let's go. I, nobody else can see it, but it's it's there. Yo. Oh, we love it. Oh wait, that's a that's spark. Though. Oh I don't wait, know about okay. That. This is kind of better, right? Hold on. Oh, oh. Uh, Mitch just held up a costumed spiel. That's a hundo. Very useful, actually. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> hey, hey hate, haters going to hate. But I was going to say, Kyle, is that actually in a rare turn of events, I not only did I get those PvP spheels, I built and powered up one of the Great League ones because it was pretty close. Uh-huh. And I, I tried it out for at least three rounds. And boy, oh boy, does Icicle Spear charge very fast. Yeah, it's that pre-nerfed Weather Ball, and it's uh, is crazy. Wow. It's awesome. So prepare to see a lot of Wall Rain replacing any hint of Lapras in Great League. That said, I'm also going to 
cover a little bit of raiding in this gear up. Just two real quick raid guides. One of these is going to be a little irrele- uh, irrelevant once the episode is up because I wrote it on Saturday and it's now Tuesday, but we're going to do it anyways. Because first up is Genesect. It's a steel bug type. There's not really anything else to say about it. It means one thing, and that's it's the coolest f- fire. Oh, just it is fire. Kill it with fire. No, <laughs> yes. no, it is it, fire. It, it doesn't matter what fire. Literally, just throw fire at it. In no particular order. These are all very good options. All assuming double fire type moves. I'm not going to be too specific. Make it keep it real simple. Charizard, Ente, Houndoom, Mega, Reshiram, Darmanitam, regular, Embor, Infernape, and even Flareon does okay. That's how how unspectacular it is in terms of difficulty. Four times weakness, just the Ray bosses fall over. And again, it can't be shiny, so it's not really that big a deal. Do one and don't do any more. Then we have Regice. It's just pure ice type poor ice type it's it's so bad it's so bad it's really defensively weak and offensively it's only good against dragons so first off fire type see above i'm not going to list all those again is <laughs> any fire type works fighting type just just use machamp i'm sure you've got six of them and if you don't conkelder works just fine hariyama works just fine if you've got a Breloom, that can even be okay. Wait, no, don't do Breloom. That's a bad idea. A Lucario. <laughs> Lucario, you know. <laughs> Who am uh, I missing uh, for fighting? Medicham? Um, no, don't use Medicham. Medicham is real bad. Okay. Oh, oh, real you bad. could use uh, Zamazenta if you really want to. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. A Terrakian? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Ooh. we're going to cover that in a second, though. Hang on. Hang on. Because <laughs> next up, there's Steel Type. It's really just Metagross. It's really only metagross because yeah. steel mm-hmm. type offensively is not good if you really want to you could use a shadow caesar Yo. but it's not good and i do oh <laughs> me too and, and, <laughs> and lastly rock type because when in doubt in pokemon go you just chuck rocks at it because mm-hmm. you got tyranitar and rampardos just all over the place and then if you're feeling extra spicy you can use terrakian with sacred sword so it's rock type but also fighting type (gasps) rock but also fight (laughs) and if you give it an extra move it can even bring close combat to the table or whatever it is close (laughs) combat or superpower i don't remember (laughs) rock i think it's close combat but i don't remember either (laughs) so regice does have a shiny out so you can do some of those and it's gonna have thunder which, as mentioned, it's not great. It does bring some benefit to Great League. But again, the problem is getting one for Great League. It's not actually possible without... I don't even know if you can trade it, actually. I'd have to double check on that one. I know for sure it had to be from the special box. So that, And it's bad in Ultra League. <laughs> don't, it's, it's not worth it in Ultra League. Registeel is really the one to, to like work towards out of the reggies right no actually regi rock is but it's impossible to get one for great league as well <laughs> right and but registeel you can right because it has lower yeah registeel is easy to get for great league right. so you can just catch one and it's like 1350 powered up twice and you're good right but, so the, re- the realistic conversation around reggies for the the 
common player unless for some reason you have one of these relics like you said uh, that we all got and promptly probably got rid of because at the time they were incredibly useless is that Registeel is probably the thing to focus on uh, the three. Yeah. Can anybody mm-hmm. else in the main series games learn lock on besides the Reggies and Porygon? Because if they can, I think we're waiting. We're waiting for that. I feel like type null can. Mm-hmm. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, what about Rotom? Oh, yeah. Mm. Let's find out real quick. Real quick. Aside from the obvious, Magna, uh, Magnazone, Clink, the Clink family, Genesect, Dragapult. And Dragapult. And oh. <laughs> Roggenrola and Klefki. So Roggenrola is Ragan not Rola. relevant, but I'm Roggenrola. So, oh, Octillery too. Who, who cares about that though? Isn't that a PvP thing? I don't know. It's just pure wire type. I don't know what it would do to that. I don't think but... I've ever seen an Octillery in PvP. <laughs> I thought I thought it was the whole thing with Lakan and Octazuka. Huh. Mm. Well, tell me if I'm wrong. Fishy <laughs> I'm probably nope. wrong. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's there already on Octillery. We're we're correct. It's awful. It's actually awful. Oh. Unless it's a specific. I bet you it actually is really good in specific cups, but in open it is very bad. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, anyway, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for covering <laughs> those three topics. So, uh, Ice School Spear, good. Genesect, easy to raid. Red Ice, also easy to raid. Uh, but it's got a special move, so pick up one of those. Kind of the same idea with Genesect, huh? Yeah, uh, absolutely. One and don't, don't bother. Don't bother. Okay. These are these are your times to save your money, maybe hatch some eggs or something. I don't know. Whoa, what that's did not you just money. say? <laughs> well, I said, that's why I said, save your money or maybe hatch some eggs. <laughs> Because some people can't help but spend the money. Some people. Some people. Yeah. yeah. Could be any. I'm, I'm be just anybody. about out of resources, so I'm, I'm literally in that boat, though. But nobody needs to know when that happens. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyway, thank you, Mr. Kyle, for another great gear up section. That means that we are in the polka poll section as of now. Uh, the question was... What is your one big goal for 2022? Be sure to write it down. We'll do a follow-up Pokepole in the middle of the year and at the end. Now, Mitch, you didn't get a chance to respond to this because you were going to be on this episode. Do you have any goals? Yes, I was I've been thinking about this. I am going to set like one goal for each quarter. Like every three months, I have to accomplish something. Okay. So I'm only going to set one now, but uh, you know, by the end of March, I should have this done. I really want this done uh, during Johto Tour would be cool, but I'm bearing the lead here. My goal is to hit level 50 in the first quarter of 2022. Ooh. You can do that. Totally. You can yeah, absolutely it's, do it's that. It's not that crazy. Yeah. Ten, yeah. 10 million is like, if you go hard on Bulbasaur Day and during Johto Tour, you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. And just keep yeah. doing gifts. I'll be, That's yeah, right. Whatever. That's right. I don't know what that yeah. is, but okay. <laughs> the gifts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. But we, our first response here from um, other people is from Zizzy B. My goal is to get back out there. I've been kind of a shut-in during the pandemic. I'm a teacher who both cannot afford to get sick and be out and cannot afford to bring sickness back to my class. My husband is a nurse who works directly with COVID patients. 
so neither of us really have the luxury of being able to go out willy-nilly, especially with the chance of giving it to each other. With the weather being cold coinciding with the Omicron surge, I'm giving myself some slack, but once it gets warm, my hope is to get back out walking around and maybe meeting up with real people, safely distanced outside, for raiding and trading. P.S. I've never played a game where I am so inclined to get outside or interact with people in the real world. Pogo is truly a unique and singular game in that respect, and for that, it has my eternal respect. A lot of positivity there. First of all, thank you very much for you and your husband and the work that you do, both as a teacher and as a nurse. That's incredible. Thank you for keeping our culture and our society and all of our brains together (laughs) for us the past couple of years. Yes. And I I hope that you do, in fact, get a chance to get outside at least a little bit more this year. Next one is from Clifton B. And they said, I have several goals for 2022. I would like to say my biggest goal is to hit 50 best buddies by the end of the year without buying poffins. Currently at 22. For the longest time, I really ignored the buddy system, only using it to get the CP boost for certain Pokemon. I can usually get one or two poffins a day walking my dog and going to the park down the road. If I hit the target by mid-year, I'll up it to 75. Holy cow. Also, Good luck with that. I need to ask... (laughs) Have they still kept the same like pools of people for what you get for AR scanning rewards? Because there oh, was a group that gets, gets poffins and then there's the group that doesn't. And if you're the group that doesn't, <laughs> you just can't do anything. Oh, and it's been that way I'm in the pool that gets them. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if it's changed or not. I don't think so. Yeah, it's just it was just what they decided when they it launched and it was very <laughs> frustrating and it has been for a long time to the point where I don't get scan tasks anymore it wasn't like a it wasn't an arbitrary decision it was uh you know testing to see what people's reactions were and like what was enticing enough but i'm not yeah man i don't know that's a good question i don't know if they ever like made it into a general pool or it changes every day or something like that like i don't i don't know (laughs) maybe they even forgot maybe (laughs) maybe i'll finally get rid of my scan that i have at the top of my page and go spin a bunch of stops to see if i get any scans to give me a poffin but I don't think I don't think it's going to be the case. I wonder if they changed the reward pool at all when uh, Power Up Pokestops came out just a short while ago. The Poffin reward, as you know, Clifton shows here, is actually really good. It's a great reward. It's appropriate for the sort of player that would be doing that too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but good luck on getting to fifty best buddies. I'm curious if you have any specific list of Pokemon you want a best buddy, or if you're going by the seat of your pants. So. Because at, at 50, I'd start to struggle with, like, what am I best buddying? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you have a rule. Because, like, my rule is I only work on my hundos, right? Uh, to stop myself. Like, I had to give myself some sort of filter. Otherwise, I would just had, like, decision paralysis outside of, like, oh, I guess I'm Mewtwo. <laughs> so that's awesome. All right. Uh, our next response is from our friend, Camo. And he said, I'm going to try and hit level 50 by the end of the year. I basically only utilized in-game friendship for being able to remote battle in PvP servers. So when that got removed, I didn't interact as much read at all because (laughs) I wanted to keep the IV floor low for better chances at PvP ideal trades. The sheer amount of experience I felt I've left on the table just by not adding people I do raids with in communities like this is embarrassing. So if I just quote... Be a better friend, unquote, 
hitting 50 should be way more doable than by focusing on excellent throws alone. Nothing wrong with excellent throws, man. It depends how well you hit excellent throws, honestly. It depends on what Pokemon are spawning. Like in the winter, yeah. Stantler mm-hmm. are everywhere. You can just yeah, you know, sling them. You yep. can totally get 100 excellent throws in a day if you go out and play on the right Pokemon. I remember the um, old standby ones for when people were getting those get three excellent throws in a row tasks for like whatever the rare spawn was for a particular event. Yeah. We'd be like, look for your ponytas. Look for your whalemers. It was always the whalemer. Uh, <laughs> the whalemers was good was, around oh. here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. This is a good one. It was great. But anyway, thanks for the response camo. This next one's a short one. It's from Mahalo. Hi, I want to place in the top half of a Sylph tournament. That is a very good goal. That'll be a lot of fun uh, working with that. That means you'll have to keep up with all the the metas and stuff. That's doable, Mahalo. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You got it, Mahalo. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Next one's from Sparky. And they said, this year's main goal is level 50. So not too unique. Had a fun goal last year, though. Did it to get myself more into spend into sending gifts to friends. The goal was to send slash use all my stickers, which usually means you have to send more than you open. I managed it and now try to keep my stickers used to keep me sending. Oh my mm. God. I, I have also, so many stickers one. right now. I believe you there was also a people. picture of an empty sticker book that said something like you currently have no stickers. With does this the post. sticker book show you how many you have? You have to like go and count yeah, them manually each. though, don't you? No, no, I'm pretty sure it. Oh, I mean, total? Yeah. I'm not entirely oh, sure. Oh my lord! I have, I probably have a thousand or more. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. No, I probably, way. I probably have close to a thousand. Oh, oh I mean, I mean, yes. So unfortunately, <sighs> no, it doesn't tell you how many you have total. Uh, but you can, if you have to scroll at all, apparently, uh, we are embarrassing. I so. will, <laughs> I will add them up in my free time later, and I will post on Discord how many I have. All right. Sounds good to me. But thank you for your response, Sparky. All righty. Next one we have is an email response from Lurgan Rocket. And they say, hey, Chris and Kyle, longtime listener. Thank you. First time emailer into yourselves. My in-game name is Lurgan Rocket. Fair warning. This will be a full-on brag email for this Pokepole. Yes. This past year, I made a serious effort to make a showing in Pokemon Go PvP. I managed at one point to achieve number five on the GBL leaderboard in Season 7. I also finished top eight in the Sylph EU Continentals this past year. I am currently taking a hiatus from playing Pokemon Go PvP competitively due to the state of the game these past few months. But I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of things once the game improves. Look out for me at the Play Pokemon event in Liverpool in March. Keep up the great work, Chris and Kyle. Not Mitch. And Fish <laughs> and DeFi in the PvP corner. <laughs> kind regards, Lurgan Rocket. Uh, oh, I, um, I hope I can I get the opportunity to look out for you at the Play Pokemon event in Liverpool in March, although I don't believe I'm going to be out there. Uh, unless it's, uh, you know, streamed somewhere, in which case we'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I wonder, is he? Will he? Will he be playing uh, Pokemon Go or a different uh, form of Pokemon? There, I'm assuming. I'm assuming Go, but it's going to be Go because I think this is the first year that they're actually incorporating into play Pokemon events. I'm not entirely sure if I have that correct or not, but but those rankings for GBL is really good. It's very impressive. Go. It, that's more patience than I have. 
<laughs> yeah, and top eight in the Silv EU Continentals. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for the email. And our last response here is also an email, and it's from Aiden. Hello, guys. My name is Aiden, and my yearly goal is to get to legend rank in GBL, catch 50 shinies, and catch five hundos. I hope I can do this as it would be a big achievement for me. Anyway, hope you guys have a good year and shiny vibes all. Aiden. There you hey. go, Mitch. You're here in person. There it is. Somebody else. There, there it you is. go. Shiny vibes all. <laughs> Wait, here it is. Okay, here's the shiny vibes all. Cut that. It's getting added to clip the soundboard. Let's that. go. Let's go. Xbox, clip that. I've never Xbox. played Xbox in my life. Exactly. Mom, Xbox, grab the camera. That does not work. That's not real. <laughs> no, it used to be. It used to be. I think I've said Xbox clip that more as a joke in situations where I'm not near an Xbox where it could clip anything for me than I actually did for that purpose. Well, well yeah. It is, there is an amazing ad with um, Aaron Paul who played Jesse in Breaking Bad just <laughs> yelling that at his TV. It is so good. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ama- so funny. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. But I also do love this week's Pokepole question. I think it'll be a little bit telling, a little bit interesting. And uh, I'm eager to hear what the two of you have to say. But this week's Pokepole is when do you normally play Pokemon Go during the day? And do you have any daily rituals around playing? It kind of depends on the day for me. I don't actually have any daily rituals for Go in particular. Outside of I, I usually open it. Like after I've had breakfast for not because I don't I don't do first thing in the morning. That's just it's not happening. I check I check everything I've missed on discord for first thing in the morning. And that takes the entire morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You have to catch up on the night crew. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's usually a lot. But anyways, mm-hmm. the discord's great. Also, other discords that I'm a part of that are not as great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Which ones are those? That was, that's what we call a reverse endorsement, where he yeah. said, by comparison, <laughs> other places were worse. Yeah, don't and worry so about that. That means don't by elimination that, that our server's good. Okay. All right. Otherwise, when I'm working that day, I'll usually try and make time when I'm at work to play. It's been a little bit easier to do it on my lunch now. I've actually been doing some Go Battle League. The load times are awful makes the time go by way faster and it's not okay. And on days that I'm not working, it's usually an early afternoon type of thing. Go out at like noon, one, play for a little while, get some lunch, come back home. And that's usually how I make time for go. Okay. So just kind of like whenever you have an opportunity, when you have free time, it is one of your things that you go to right away, but you don't have like a time that's built in consistently. It's really yeah, like just I- a, a behavior. I think if my if I didn't get out of work at such a late time, I would try and make it an activity for after work. Yeah, yeah. But until that changes in the future, it's not a reasonable way to play Go as much as I would actually really like to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would agree with that too because just really quick, I'll give a small anecdote. When I was working at, at Starbucks, I used to work early shifts. And so I would get off like around, you know, like three or so Ugh. at the latest. Yeah, and oh, God, uh, I was just starting. To, to save yourself from going in, sitting in your car and just falling asleep right away or going home and falling asleep right away, uh, I would go and take like a 30 minute walk at a park nearby or something. We also had lots of great places to play nearby where I was working. Um, 
but I definitely feel you, Kyle, if you're closing or if you get out late, anybody gets out late. even like six o'clock nowadays, it's freaking dark outside. Yeah. You're not going to go to a park and walk around, you know? So it does kind of make that segment of the day a little bit off limits to a degree. But Mitch, what about you yourself? I am insane. And like the first thing I do on my phone, I like check my texts and discord and I open Pokemon, I'll be laying in bed with one eye open, looking at my screen, opening gifts. Um, <laughs> so it really is one of the first things I do every day. Um, you and open it does, gifts or send gifts first? Yes, both. I do really? it at the same time. But what if yeah. you need to get like 7K eggs throughout the day? Um, I don't, I kind of stop thinking about eggs. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. Okay. If I have a 7K, it's like, this is, this probably is not going to be a shiny. no no it's not no you're right (laughs) and i i guess other than that it changes with the season because like if it were nicer outside and i could uh i would have an excuse to drive to campus or drive to my park at home i would go do that for a couple hours but i have really grown to hate carplay so i don't go out and do that anymore and so right now it's really just on my way on my drive to campus i have my pokeball going and whatever I get, I get. <laughs> all right. All right. That's a good way to go for sure. I know a lot of people actually only play with their with their ball plus. And uh, they're just like, oh, I got two shinies today Fair. to and from oh. work. That's awesome. You know? On that Jeez. note, this, I think yesterday, I guess after I got in from my long drive from Chicago to New Mexico, I turned on my ball for a little bit and I got a shiny Eevee. <laughs> Woo! We love to see Ooh. it. Which is not the worst <laughs> shiny I could get, but I have like a it's billion. Close. So it's close. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> two community days. Yeah. Um, well, two two day community days. So four, four, days. four community days kind of. Yeah. Oi. Oi. Um, well, anyway, thank you. I think for myself, it, it also kind of depends on the day. Although I can kind of identify particular behaviors that around like my, my daily play. I don't really like get up, you know, and go out for a walk first thing and then play. Or like when I get off of work, I don't like hop in my car and go spend some stops. It's usually just the thing that I make sure that I have like pulled up when I am going places for regular things. So if I'm going to drive and go get some food for dinner or pick up some groceries or whatever the case might be, I'll have my ball going and I'll stop in some lots I know have great clusters and check. But generally speaking, I think I, I just have a habit of throughout the day, I open it a lot. If I go to the bathroom, I'll open it. When I wake up, I open it. Before I go to bed, I catch some things, do a GBL match or two. And then while I'm working, while I'm waiting for a file to upload or a file to render, I'll open it up and check spawns. So I think it's kind of like just an ever present presence <laughs> in, in my uh, life. Uh, you know? uh, <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which is, again, when do you normally play Pokemon Go during the day? And do you have any daily rituals around playing? You can answer when we post it on social media. And by that, I only mean Twitter. <laughs> you can also answer the question if you're a patron in the patron discord. There is a channel for it. More about Patreon and patronage later on the show. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. Or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And something I haven't mentioned in a while is that if you actually go to our website at gocastpodcast.com, there is like a contact us button or something to that effect. And you can actually fill out a form and send an email via that way, too. If you don't want to go through Gmail or something like that for some reason. (laughs) Yep. 
There you go. There's another option for you. But before we get to anything male related in the least, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi-E uh, for a PvP corner. And this week they're going to be talking about the January Invitational. A little update about that. And a deep dive into Sylph Faction's Great League Specialists, among some other things. Over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that's like the BTW podcast without the steroids. DeFi, what's going on in PvP right now? Well, Go Battle Day has come and gone, and along with it, Master League and Master League Classic. I actually did all my sets for Go Battle Day, Fish. Every single one. Wow, 20 sets. That's impressive. I know. I like. I got to the point, and it said you're out of battles for the day, and I was <laughs> floored because I don't think I've ever done that before. Typically, back when it was go battle night, and you had that limited time frame, there's just hardly enough time to get your battles in. But it was a Saturday. It was nice and relaxed. I could pace my sets out throughout the day. It was lovely. Yeah, you're typically a woman with very little time to spare. So, um, well done. Congratulations. Thank you. My results from the day weren't that great. I went negative 40 points. But hey, that's only 40 points. That's not huge. That's not like hundreds and hundreds of ELO. And think about all that stardust that I got (laughs) from completing all my sets. I think I only had one 05 set. So I got that first stardust reward in pretty much all of my sets. So lots and lots of really good rewards. How was your go battle day? Uh, I didn't do too much. I actually uh, invited Dino El Magico from the BTW podcast on to my stream with me, and we did a few sets together. Um, that was the first time that I played some Master League. I ran Togekiss, Excadrill, and Garchomp, which were the only three Pokemon that I had built for Master League. <laughs> um, started with uh, 5-0 and then went all negative from there. Oh, no. But maybe you got the hang for it, and maybe you have an idea of what the next Master League Pokemon you might build is. I would like to build Zacian, and I've got a 98, I discovered. I just need the candy. I've only got 19 candy for it, and I don't want to spend the 300-odd rare candy it would take to um, build and double move it. Oh, I'm so jealous. All my Zacian are awful i want <laughs> i want a really good one they got to come back to raids with the shiny hopefully sometime soon yes oh that that would be amazing all right but like i said with go battle day also went master league and master league classic we're in Sinnoh cup now for Sinnoh cup i really struggled finding a team i actually streamed my sets and started kind of working through chat was suggesting teams to me and we settled on empoleon double ghost and i started doing really really well with it so that's kind of what I'm sticking with. So it's Empoleon, and then I typically use Driftblim as my safe swap, and then uh, Frostlass closes it out with its big uh, heavy-hitting moves. I have seen a lot of Empoleon Double Ghost as well, and I was told that that was a team presented by a popular content creator named Wallower. Um, so he's po- kind of popularized it, and the team I'm running uh, just happened to have pretty good matchups against it. I'm running Driftblim lead, Empoleon, and Bibarel, so kind of Driftblim double water. And Bibarel 
is something that was not on my radar before, but it's something that you should consider because it is a hard wall to both of those very popular ghosts in Driplim and Frostlass. It resists the ice and it double resists the ghost and just hits consistent neutral damage with the water gun and surf. It even, you know, the counter uses that beat it if they get hit by a surf, that can also flip that match up. So, Bibaril. The Bidoof line is just so loved by people, <laughs> and it just makes me smile. The f- I still can't believe that we have an official from po- the Pokemon Company parody of the Rickroll. <laughs> that exists. That exists, Fish. And I lo- every time I see it, it makes me laugh. So I am I am all for Bibarel in seeing Bibarel in Sinnoh Cup. That is amazing. So let's do our self-check-in. We actually have some more information now about the January All-Star Invitational. So this is an invitational. Sylph invited 64 competitors, and we don't really know what the criteria are to get an invite. We don't know if it has anything to do with rank, if you're a content creator or not. It could be a popularity contest. It could be a little bit of everything, but there are some really cool people participating. What are some names that stood out to you, Fish? Uh, there are so many cool people. There's lots of people representing girls at PvP, such as For the Battles, uh, Lundberger of My PvP Academia, Enhoff, and Paula Shah from Spain is in there as well. Some content creators such as SosaFlow, who has been a guest on this podcast, Jolt19, who also works at Team Rocket Academy with Sosa, PvP Steve, fellow Aussie, Caleb Peng, who most people know, Throw Technical, JRE Seawolf, Pogo King, and Wallower. And then there's some other, you know, very successful battlers like Speedy's Chief, the first world champ, uh, Shady Equation, who was in the world final this season, Rise to Occasion, and PV Poke himself, Kakuna Matata, the guy who created the PV Poke software. He's he's playing as well. All right, let's get a little bit of information here. So right from the Sylph website, 64 competitors have been split into eight teams, each with seven competitors and one substitute. In the All-Star Invitational, the teams will compete against each other in a single elimination tournament. Much like Sylph Factions, team members will take on a specialist role, but each will compete in a unique Great League meta. To maximize fun and keep the competitors on their toes, the metas will be revealed to all teams 48 hours before the tournament begins. So no long-term strategy, no prepping, you know, a week out, rock and roll and go right away. During each round, competitors will battle in a best of three match against the opposing team member in their corresponding specialist role. And the team with the most wins moves on to the next round. And to add a little bit of spice here, unlike normal tournaments, you can change your roster of Pokemon between each round. Uh, they're required to battle in the same meta for the whole Invitational, but you can switch up your Pokemon, you can switch up your moves. Very different than a typical tournament. The preliminaries start on Sunday, January 16th and go to the 19th. The semifinals then start on Thursday, January 20th and go till the 21st. Then it'll, So it goes from eight teams to four, and then the finals will be the final two teams. Go from January 22nd to January 23rd. They haven't named a channel where they'll be streaming any of these battles, but they might announce it closer to the dates. So keep an eye on the Silverina's socials channels and they might update us there. But since we're in kind of this faction type place, I think that moves us 
quite comfortably into our deep dive for this week, which is the Sylph Factions meta for this cycle. They have released the meta, and it is a very interesting one. As we are used to, it is one completely new meta and one rehashed meta from a previous season. And let's go with the completely new one first. It is the Cave Field meta. In the cave field, only bug, dark, dragon, flying, and rock-type Pokemon are allowed. Brings me back to Mount Moon, I think about in (laughs) the original Red, Blue, and Yellow. Zubats flying everywhere. Mm -hmm. Some species bans, though. No Bastiodon, no Probopass, or Regirock, or Scrafty, or Togekiss, no Charmers. No Heracross, Skarmory, Altaria, or Mantine either. So lots of bans. With all those Pokemon out of the picture, what on earth is going to be popular? Well, according to PV Poke, our number one pick is Dragalge. We've also got Pseudowoodo, Caracosta, XL Bonsley, Alolan Graveler, Shadow Agron, Escavalier, Barbarical, and Obstagoon. Now, Fish, I know what stands out to me. What stands out to you? Uh, well, two Pokemon that I really like seeing there. One is Caracosta, which has been a high pick in some metas, and just I, I have never taken the time to build one and use it. It sounds like a fun Pokemon. The other one, XL Bonsly. I was real calm when I was reading that list, but <laughs> Bonsly? Bonsly! <laughs> Bonsly? How? I'm thinking about this little thing, but it is really good. It's another counter user like Pseudo Wudo. It's got Rock Slide and Earthquake, so it has the exact same moves as its, you know, older brother Pseudo Wudo. And it beats a ton of the meta. The fact that you can have both on your team, you could have double counter on your team. That is crazy to me. Double rock type counter user. Yeah. Which, by the way, how does. Bon- Bonsly, Bonsly, uh, use counter when it doesn't have hands or arms. I'm assuming it just kind of headbutts its opponent. <laughs> but, okay, so that's that's me. I'm surprised that we can have both on a team. What else is big here, Fish? Uh, so, looking at the list, Escavalier is going to be a major, major pick. It is a steel-type counter user. And there's so many rock types and dark types in that top 10 and a little further down as well. And the only thing, obviously, the only weakness Escavalier has is fire. And the highest ranked Pokemon that has any sort of fire move is Charizard at rank 41. Another Pokemon that's actually kind of surprised me with how far down it is on the list is Sableye. XL with return, so a purified one is only 35 on the list, but that's because it loses hard to things like Alolan Graveler, Mandibuzz, Umbreon, some of your big bad dark types. So it does have some losses, but it's Sableye. (laughs) It can work around things. It's spammy. Uh, It's going to kick butt against things like uh, your Escavalier, things like Driftblim, your Ghost. It's going to do a really, really good job. So definitely still an option. And if you take a look at the rankings for safe switch options, I think Sableye's up at number three or something like that. It's very good as a safe switch. So Sableye is a great safe swap, but it's 
number four on the list. That means there are three other better than it. Topping the list is Barbarical, but Dragalgy and Dragonair, the shadow version specifically, regular Dragonair is number five. Both make really good safe swaps. There's similar Pokemon, Dragalgy running Dragon Tail, Dragonair, uh, both the regular and shadow, you'd run Dragon Breath, but they both have that really spammy Aqua Tail. So giving yourself a little bit of that energy advantage by um, making it your safe swap is a really, really good option for you. So as I mentioned, there's so many rocks in the meta, and... It might be a little bit like Glacial Cup that we just had where you can have like up to three different waters on your team. But if you're going to try and limit your rock choices, which choices do you want to go for? So just walking through some of the rocks available, there is Barbarical, like DeFi mentioned. It is going to be a hot pick once again, two months in a row, DeFi, where Barbarical gets to shine with a four Fury Cutter energy lead and successful baiting. It can beat 90% of the cave field meta. Um, even if you don't try and bait, if you just go straight Stone Edge, it still beats 80% of the meta with, with that four Fury Cutter energy lead. So that is going to be great for a safe switch option. Uh, Alolan Graveler, also a pretty good safe switch. It flips a lot of matchups with successful baiting and also with an energy lead. So if you try and use that as a safe switch, getting like a a whole vault switch worth of energy can absolutely help you to flip those matchups. I remember I used that to great effect during Lunar Cup when I would switch into my Alolan Graveler and my opponent would try and counter with a Scavalier. Um, the, The energy lead and the baiting would actually help me to flip that matchup. So very handy. Agron is an interesting one. It's like a discount... It's like a discount Probopass, which is a discount Bastiodon. Um, but it is a great attacker, meaning with SmackDown, if you are unshielded and your opponent is shielded, it doesn't care <laughs> about those shields. It'll just grind opponents down with SmackDown. Very good typing defensively, but obviously it's going to take double super effective damage from fighting damage, so counter uses, and ground damage. Finally, Pseudowoodo is very highly ranked, and it is a very balanced option. It is a counter user, so very good against something like an Aggron, um, and there's plenty of other things that it does provide super effective damage to with the counter. It's also got the Rock Slide, which charges quite quickly, and Earthquake is a very nice closer, so it's a good kind of Swiss Army Knife kind of Pokemon. And you can have a little baby one too. And a little baby Sudowoodo. All right. So we've talked a lot about a lot of different options for this meta. Fish, how would you put them together in a couple of cores? So, yeah, just uh, throwing together a couple of Pokemon that work really well together. A Scavalier and a Lolan Graveler cover each other very well. Let's try Zwilus and Shadow Zapdos. Shadow Zapdos is actually something that can beat a Scavalier, and a few of those other counter users that, like, none of these counter users are fighting types, but the Shadow Zapdos can still beat them just with the strength of Drillpeck and Thunderbolt, so they cover each other quite well. Sudowoodo and Articuno. Articuno, again, can beat a lot of those counter users, despite being neutral to fighting damage, and Sudowoodo can beat the rock types that would threaten Articuno so hard. Obviously, 
an opposing pseudo auto would be a bit of an issue against that line. But everything's got weak to something, so that's definitely something you can consider. Let's try this one. Shadow Agron and Tropius. Tropius is a really nice bulky pick to resist the counter and the ground that would threaten Shadow Agron. And Agron, in turn, will murder fire types like Charizard. And one more I found was Dragalgy and Mandibuzz. Take a look at that on PV Poke. There's actually very few prominent threats that beat both. I think an opposing Dragalgy might be one of them from memory, but they actually cover each other surprisingly well. All right, so that is a big part of K-Field. Just the main thing I'm taking away right now is I've got a perfect Bonsley. I'm not going to have it walked for this meta, but I will. <laughs> this this is a, a candidate for something I'm going to walk for the future because that is funny to me. 500,000 dust, but I could make Ooh. it happen. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Fusion Field. So Fusion Field was last season, a two years, two it was years. season two. So it was, it was season two. It was season two before years. last. What is time? I don't You're understand. Right? So Fusion Field, two two years ago, <laughs> um, all teams must be built with dual-type Pokemon only, with second charge moves costing 50,000 or less Stardust. Some specific species that have been banned, and it's that this has been updated a little bit since uh, two years ago, but Azumarill, Metacham, Dugong, Scrafty, Jellicent, Nidoqueen, and Diggersby all caught the ban hammer for this one. That leaves for PV Pokes Top 10. We have Whiskash, Altaria, Swampert, and Shadow Swampert, Dragalgy, Escavalier, both Obama Snow and Shadow Obama Snow, Obstagoon, Alolan Sandslash, and Alolan Ninetales. How did you do fish the first time <laughs> around with Fusion Cup? I had very middling results. Well, I mean, to put it in context how long ago this was, this was before COVID and before all tournaments went remote. So uh, I did a bunch of in-person tournaments and uh, did pretty well. I don't think I had any negative results. Uh, so it was a lot of like three ones and two twos. I took a team that got me a three one result in one of my tournaments. And that team was Empoleon. Whiskash, Venusaur, Wigglytuff, Altaria, and Charizard. Now, being so long ago, this was, I think, GBL had just been released when this happened. So a lot of Pokemon weren't around then that are in the meta now. One of them is Abomasnow. Abomasnow is a quite a big threat to that team. Uh, obviously, Charizard beats it quite handily, but... It will hard beat Whiskash, Venusaur, and Altaria. Uh, does pretty well against Empoleon, and even has win conditions against Charizard as well. So I wouldn't necessarily run that exact team, but what I did work out was if you replace Charizard with Talonflame, which is just a better version of Charizard now... You replace Wigglytuff with Powder Snow, Alolan Ninetales, and maybe you could even swap Empoleon with a Scavalier. You punch that team into PV Poke, that gets a much lower threat score and, you know, very manageable threats. Um, you can try that 
you can build on that yourself, make it your own team, That uh, try, try and find cores. Oh, that's the other thing. I didn't understand cores back then as much as I do now. So what I used to do was just keep punching in new Pokemon until I had uh, a threat list that looked manageable, that had two counters for everything. What I'm doing nowadays, and it's working much better for me, is finding two or three Pokemon that work really well together and then kind of building the team outwards from that. So I would encourage you, play around with some Pokemon. Throw groups of two or three Pokemon together into Team Builder and see what beats a lot of the competition. One that I found very quickly was Altaria and Escavalier. They cover each other quite well. You can find your own. Let us know if you find one. So let us know. What is your faction team? Are you interested in joining factions? Uh, I'm on the Queen Bees, and I'm actually going to be sitting the bench for a little bit. Uh, Try to take care of some stuff for my master's degree, but I'll come in later, either in Cave or the Fusion Field, and I'm pretty excited about it. Before we wrap up the show, we got a quick thing to plug again. um, We are doing a shoutcast together, Fish and myself, the dynamic duo. We are working together for Battle for the Lumiverse, January 22nd, 2022 at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's going to be on the Victory Road Twitch channel. So collaborating with the Switchmasters uh, podcast, the Switchmasters crew to do um, a double elimination turn. Um, I also want to plug Pallet Town PvP again. Um, it's it's at the I mean it's always at the top of my mind, but um, <laughs> uh, today in particular, we just had someone join named Sir Shrubbery, who as soon as they joined the server, let us know that in their local community they they were being treated quite poorly about their battle skills. Um, they had said they wanted to start getting into battling and developing their skills but the people that they were hanging out with were very toxic about it um were making him feel bad about not being already great and so uh, a friend of theirs suggested the palatown server to them and they like they came in and explained their situation a whole bunch of people jumped in to to offer their help and and assure them that they're in a much uh more safe and comfortable place and so uh i want to thank the people that have jumped in to, to help because that is exactly the kind of space that I was hoping Pallet Town would become. I'm so, so happy that uh, Sir Shrubbery is able to uh, get some help and, and I, I really look forward to seeing them improve throughout their PvP journey. We love hearing your feedback. We're actually probably going to do a bit of a mailbag next week. If you have any questions or suggestions or emails for Fish or myself, you can always send them to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi-E to take you to our other projects, like the link to the Pallet Town Discord. You can go to my Twitch channel where I've been streaming some of my Go Battle sets as well as some other random Pokemon stuff. And there's just other ways to contact us on there. And with that, we will talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you, Fish and DeFi-E, for yet another wonderful PvP Corner segment. And uh, actually, shout out to the two of them. They had this segment wrapped up like five days ago before we delayed (laughs) our recording time. So they're on time, Uh, uh, even though we aren't. So kudos to them and thank you so much. 
uh, as job, always. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we are in the second to last section of the show. The one that has starts with an E, ends with an S, something like that. Kyle, what, what's what it's, am I thinking it's of? It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. And oh. no voicemails this week. But we do have two emails. And this first one is from Danny. Dear Chris, I love your podcast. Well, it's ours, but yes, thank you. Kyle and yourself accompanied me in a long drive today and helped the time fly by. Imagine my horror then when Chris said that he doesn't care for Sveal in relation to the upcoming community day, which Niantic should have called Sveal the deal. Sveal and Diglett are my co-favorite Pokemon, so I was aghast. Aghastly? When Chris, who is usually the effervescent one, made me feel sad. <laughs> Kyle, thank you for standing up for the mightily teethed spherical clapping mon. Personally, I am making a big day of this coming Sunday, which will be passed by the time this next pod is out, arranging a big walk with my girlfriend, aiming to collect as many purple teefers as possible. In all seriousness, though, I appreciate your pod so much. The quality remains ever so high and the writing and production way beyond that of many other professional quotes. It's quotes podcasts. Hope you fully recover uh, and are well from COVID. Chris and Kyle made the shiny hundo gods bless you for being a devout believer in our Lord and savior. <laughs> Steel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Danny's so eloquent. I know. I this is one oh, of my favorite man. emails we've received. This is a good one. It's jam-packed <laughs> with great content for sure. Um, well, I'm sorry to disappoint about my dislike of, of, of Spiel Community Day, but it it did come back to me in the form of fifty shinies in karma. Oh so God. now I have to deal with that wow. personal crisis and of start them out, transfering so. them away into the garbage. I'm still if, working yeah, on right. Kanto shinies, dude. Oh my so. God. Just put them in the grinder, just, man. Just throw them out. Mind how your many, own business. How okay? many shinies do you have, Chris? How many shinies total do I have right now? Yeah, let's go right it's, now. It's over 1,000. Especially because you've it. said you've already transferred probably a chunk, right? Yeah, a good amount. I don't know how many you can transfer per week. I forget five what the a, number is. Five a week is like a pittance. Wait, you can transfer five a week? Yeah. Shinies. Yeah. Chris, yeah. I'm going to take your phone from you next time <laughs> we're playing, and I'm just going to transfer 40 of these fields. All right. What do You're you not think? even going to know it. What do you think? Let me tell you, I have. I think you have 1350. I have 4,500 4, out of 5,500 slots filled right now, but I also have not really cleared out Sphiel Day because I was Yeah, and you had like 1,100 Sphiel. Yes. I, I so, think you have 1,350 Shinies. Okay, Mitch, what's your guess? 1,500. Wow, you guys are you guys are so kind. It's 1,332. <laughs> Kyle was yo, very, very close with an 18. That's pretty nutty. I, uh, I was checking myself earlier. I just crossed 800. Congratulations. That's all the Pokemon uh, you keep in your stores, isn't it? I know. But that said, I have also transferred a chunk. Like mm. like Weedle Day, where I caught like 46, I've transferred 35 of them. Because you're a monster. And like because every they like don't you go down the list, the yeah. only community day where I've saved more than, you know, a small handful has been ghastly. So Yeah, well that makes sense. That makes and sense. I have like 49 of those. <laughs> Never gonna <laughs> use any of them. What about you, Mitch? What are you sitting on right now? Oh, I am a little bit ashamed. 920. I have some clearing out to do. Don't you get rid of them? Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, you're saying you're embarrassed because you have too many. Oh. That's a lot. That's more than I thought I had. Oh. Um, I have a lot of plaque here in the form of uh, December calm day. Oh, hey, it's God. time to get to brushing. Maybe uh, go get a deep cleaning. 
Hey, I got there you go. gingivitis. You, you <laughs> definitely <Ooh>. do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I really like. I really, I really love equating my inability to clear out shinies with my periodontal help. Yeah. All right. So thank you very, very much for the fun uh, email, Danny. Alrighty, we have we have one more here, uh, and it is from Andy, and it reads. Hi guys, I've missed having your podcast show up at a predictable time in my feed. I enjoy the podcast and all the news that you cover, even if I hear it after it has happened sometimes. I have a question (laughs) and an idea for what Pogo should do and an idea for a Pokemon game in general that I thought might be fun to hear you talk about. I am kind of procrastinating on writing something else. Totally fine. First of all, gotta say and appreciate that opening line. Yeah, c- consistency has been a personal challenge this this first month of the year. It's we do <laughs> intend to get back to normal, and we'll cover a little bit more of that at the end of the show. But anyway, sorry, Mitch, continue. <laughs> okay. First, I have a Hundo Trutini that I am walking for XL. Probably need to walk about 150K to get there. That's about two weeks for me, assuming I get an XL almost every 5k I walk. I feel it should be a guarantee. What should I do with it? Should I hope slash wait for an event for Draco Meteor or just evolve it? I guess the question is about Draco Meteor. Is that much better than Outrage, for instance? Lots of people are always hoping and wondering about a gym rework or an upgrade to the gym system. Trading feels a bit inconvenient too. What if when you leave a Pokemon at the gym, You can also leave a Pokemon for trade. You could say, I want this Pokemon for what you are leaving. And anyone who comes to the gym can decide if they take the trade or not. It could also help you set up trades with people and be convenient for both parties if they don't want to make distance trading a permanent thing. Then it gives people more reason to interact with the gyms. I thought based on your team color for these gym trades, it could impact the stats of the Pokemon being traded. I think there are a lot of other elements you could add to it as well. Like maybe a Pokemon can be gym traded more than once. Ooh. Finally, I thought a cool Pokemon game would be to take one of the Eevee brothers from the anime and do a Pokemon game around him. He becomes an evolution trainer and travels through Kanto, much like the original red slash blue game, but he only trains evolutions. The game can give him several different tasks to do in order to achieve an evolution and he has to use his ev team to earn ev gym badges and defeat the elite four it could be the same leaders and pokemon as the kanto deck with the additions of the evolutions from other generations as well as the new evolutions for every type is accounted for what do you guys think would you play that game thanks for reading my email and entertaining me every week andy that's a packed one that's a full email. So let's break this down. Let's talk about the first one. It's this question about the Hundo Dratini that Andy is walking for uh, XL, probably walking 150 kilometers uh, and bemoaning the fact that it's not guaranteed after you walk the five. I think we all kind of agree it would be nice <laughs> if it was guaranteed. Now, Mr. Kyle and, and Mitch, hopefully you you know the answer to this, but I don't really recall off the top of my head. Draco Meteor, I understand, is yes, definitely an improvement over Outrage, right? But how mm-hmm. much of an improvement is it? Is it even worth waiting for or would Andy get use out of the Dragonite if uh, they evolved it now? as opposed to waiting for Draco Meteor, and then perhaps maybe just using an Elite Team down the road or something like that. All right, so here's the thing. I was just looking this up while Mitch was finishing reading so I could have some kind of answer. First and foremost, with XL, let's pretend you're going to use it for Master League. 
if you're going to use it for Master League, you don't want Draco Meteor or Outrage. So that answers your question for you right there. You didn't mention, so I'm going to leave that up to you, Andy. As for otherwise, I was always under the impression Draco Meteor was better. Slightly, but better. So I went over to uh, GamePress.gg where they have their DPS calculator and it calculates the TDO and all that stuff. And I went to check on Dragonite's movesets. And Dragonite with Dragon Tail Outrage out DPSs Dragonite with Dragon Tail Draco Meteor. And really? I'm, I'm very, yeah. I don't know why. I can only go by the numbers that are put in front of me. Draco Meteor is 17.008 DPS and Outrage is 17.229. And oh, the man. TDO reflects that, obviously. Is Draco Meteor a single bar charge move and Outrage is two? It's it a is. big one. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. But historically speaking, the two-bar move has been the one that's preferred because you're less likely to waste energy. Right, that's what I'm saying. Outrage is the two-bar and, and Draco Meteor is the one. But Draco Meteor is the exclusive move. That's my point. Oh, oh, you're saying that it's weird that this is true in the first place. I'm just saying, oh, no, it's not surprising once we talk about it. But yes, it is kind of weird. But Dratini was a Community Day feature really before they started – well, PvP wasn't really even a thought at that point in time. Um, and PvE was just kind of like, whatever. It was more of like, this is exclusive move. It doesn't normally have. Isn't that cool? <laughs> you know? And it was cool. It was and it like, was cool. Oh, my yeah. God. That is wild to like kind of acknowledge mentally. If we're going to move on from this question, I want to note, if your Dratini isn't at level 40, you should make it so. Because that raises the likelihood of XLs from walking. Yes, this is also true. Don't make my mistake and walk a level 20 Galarian Stunfisk for 450 kilometers <laughs> before you level it up. That's awesome. Uh, but yes, to, to answer your question, probably go ahead and just evolve it. Apparently, Outrage is spectacular. And even if we're incorrect and our other assumption was correct, they were pretty close anyway. So whatever. But the numbers don't lie is what Kyle's about to say. So that's fine. <laughs> the <laughs> next part was this idea about the gym rework or an upgrade to the gym system where it sort of implements trading. So you could set a trade, uh, you know, indicate your desire for the trade and then come back and pick it up later, basically at, at your convenience. Uh, but this is this already exists in the MSG to some degree. It's not wonder trade because it's sort of random. But regular trades, you can kind of put up like five or ten, I think. It's, and indicate it's like what the, you're looking the, for. the grand exchange or something like that. Is, right. It's called right. something to that. The GTS. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, GTS. Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool, and it'd be a great way to implement that sort of thing. Um, if it was location-based in gym, something like a great thing to do where you actually have to go to it, so it would still benefit the the core missions of Pokemon Go, right? Uh, what do you guys think? You think this is a dangerous idea, a good idea? What? I just think that the game just needs better communication tools for people playing the game. Because this this idea is basically a way to get around the fact that you cannot communicate with other people in the game in order yeah. to facilitate local community mm. traits. Exactly. Even if you know your community, you can't do it. I would agree. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. I'm sure there's some unforeseen danger that we aren't thinking of, but... Uh, I love the idea because every time I come home from school, I like ask people in uh, my Discord, at, like my local one, like I have a bunch of people that I'm lucky with, and like 
I message all of them like very politely, like, would you like to do this lucky trade with me? And like, I message 18 people and like three respond. Mm -hmm. And because they don't want to drive out somewhere to sit in a parking lot for one minute and do a trade, Mm -hmm. which I don't blame them. Uh, So I respect it in that idea. Yeah, definitely like gets rid of the sort of eBay sort of uh, Craigslist like <laughs> level of ooh <laughs> to some of those interactions, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I know I don't want to meet you in a motel parking lot to trade Dratini. I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and then the last thing is this idea about the Evie brothers uh, at becoming uh, well, like basically the main focus of one of the uh, main series games. This is kind of a fun idea. When you were reading this, Mitch, what I was envisioning was something like yellow version. Uh, but you start with an Eevee instead of Pikachu, and then you accrue other Eevees throughout the game, kind of like how you get Ash's basic uh, team, essentially. Like you get Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle and such throughout yellow. Um, I'd imagine this this uh, trainer could probably acquire the evolutions. It'd also be really cool if like a particular HM was tied to each one. That Are there cool. that many? I guess they could make more. I, I mean, there's, they could. Yeah. there's- Eight. Well, I got depending on what generation you're looking at. I suppose there's eight. So that's well, this also one, uh, the premise of this was Canto. Yeah. Well. Oh, okay. Fair From enough. From the email too. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned um, adding in the past or the next gen evolutions too, and also adding the ones that aren't in the game yet, like the types. Oh, that they aren't accounted aren't for. Yeah. Represented, mm-hmm. which will never happen. Apparently not. On. There is. Not. Apparently, a sufficient amount of EVs for Game Freaks and the Pokemon Company's desire. Yeah, but think of the plushies, man. I I know. Build a Bear is going to run out of evolutions to license. I think they already did the posters. Exactly. The Funko Pops. The everything. There we go. Mitch is holding up a stuff. Build a Bear Umbreon. Oh my god. (laughs) That's so funny you say that. So, did you go in and make that, or did you order it? I made this. This is from oh, Build-A-Bear. That's awesome. That's awesome. What a fun experience. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Whenever we go to the mall, we pop in there and we take a look at the the basically like skins, like unfilled ones. But I, yeah, I never ooh. have the guts to stand in line with all the all the with miniature all the humans that are running around and be like, could you fill this Flareon with fluff for me? I'll kiss the heart. Yeah, put it in there. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit embarrassing but it's okay it's cool stuff um well anyway thank you very much for the email there andy and that concludes the email section which means that we're at the end of the show so if you would like to send us an email just like these fine folks did you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com you can also leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717 we played on the show and react in real time it's a good time you can visit our website for all things GoCast at GoCastPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, our uh, not our only, but our only active social media account at GoCastPodcast. And you can help support the show on Patreon monetarily if you so choose at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCastPodcast. Uh, no spaces for the GoCast podcast part. Little as a dollar a month gets you access to the Patreon Discord, which is a spectacular spot. Big fan. Big, mm. big fan. Yeah. I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> and shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons while we're here. Thank you to Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Sports, Thayer, Jason, Charles, Motters, and Devante. 
Very much appreciate your generous support and helping us keep the digital lights on. But if monetary support isn't in the cards for you, just not a possibility, or you are not interested in that, but still would like to help support the show, you can always leave us a review on your favorite podcatching platform that also has a review structure. And as I mentioned rather recently, excitedly so, Spotify has added reviews to their uh, platform. So you can now uh, leave us a, a star review, not a text review, but a star review only in the mobile version and only if you've listened to an entire episode all the way through on their platform. So just a heads up, huh. that's how it works. But since we brought it up, we have 103 five star reviews or a five star average and 103 reviews on Spotify. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody that went ahead and did that. It means a lot to us and it really helps us out. Um, getting in front of more people because we don't really advertise, which is something that I, I should probably think about this year. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the show here. We just got to set some goals and then we can ski daddle. And as the uh, place of honor, Mitch, you get to go first. So this is for this week, sir. It includes Bulbasaur Community Day Classic. Bulbasaur CDC. I CDC. Listen to the CDC, folks. Um, uh-huh. I am thinking about what a three-hour community day is going to be like. This is going to be weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Two mm-hmm. to five. I'm going to be ambitious. Okay. We're going to do, because it's three hours, I'll do 30 shiny Bulbasaur. Oh, my. Okay. One point. Ah, yeah. 1.5 million experience. And I just want to play just I'm going to make myself play one set of GBL because I haven't touched it in like three months. OK, OK. So five GBL matches, not five sets of five, one set of five. Oh, right? Yeah. Five matches total. Five matches total. Gotcha. Awesome. Sounds good to <laughs> yeah. me. All right. So 30 shiny Bulba. Yep. Good luck. One point five million experience and five GBL matches. Yep. Okay. One of these is okay. not like the others. I will. <laughs> I will hit you up. Prior to next recording to see how you did, okay? Mm. Alrighty. Kyle, what about yourself, sir? Alright, I'm looking at a million experience. And because I'm not crazy and I remember what three hour community days actually were like, I'm gonna say eight shinies at 30 GBL matches. I'm sure I'll fail that, but I don't even know is Sinnoh Cup still going for this entirety of the week? I haven't paid attention. No. <laughs> no, is it is it ultra league now? <laughs> Uh, it's Great League in Sinnoh Cup currently, I believe, but I think Sinnoh Cup is almost finished. Okay, Don't quote me on so that. Still Great League, fine. That's I'll, yeah. I'll live. If it's Ultra League, I'll suffer. And well, it's I, Great League for now. Who knows, man? It could change any day because you and I don't follow this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I think that's all for my goals for this week. Okay, so I've just got one million experience, eight shiny bulbas, and thirty GBL matches. Okay, yep. sounds good. For myself, I'm gonna catch 15 shiny bulbas. Uh, Mitch, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna contest you this time. That 30 <sighs> is a lot, dude. Good luck. I good luck. See. I'm <laughs> we will a little see. scared. <laughs> yeah, now as we're like falling off, you're like, oh, uh, can I? Twenty? <laughs> Thirty? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 15 shinies. I would like to get at least three million experience from the event. Because I intend to do a couple more friendship stuff too and hatch 50 eggs. Wow. Okay. Okay. Got to keep working on those goals, boys. That's right. All right. Well, anyway, that's that's the show. Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out with us. 
thank you for having me. It was it was very, very fun. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. We'll have to do it again soon. And also, thank you for your patience as we rescheduled this recording three times. You just got to I just put up my hands. I'm like, yes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Kyle, I think I think that's it. Anything else you got to say? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, that's a first. All right. See everybody (laughs) next week. Bye-bye now. Oh, wait. Before we actually say goodbye, goodbye, though, uh, two things. First of all, yes, technically, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we somehow missed a week, the way that everything worked out. What we're going to do in order to make it up for y'all is that we're going to, this weekend, record at some point in time. Kyle and I will have time and find time for it. uh, A mailbag. We're going to clear out the the mail that we had (laughs) from last year that we did not respond to for a while because we kind of ran out of time for mailbags. So we're going to make time, clear it out. And then we'll see where we're at with mailbags from there. The second thing is really quick. I would like to encourage all of you to go check out a new podcast called Way Spotters. Um, and if you know who Blame Jamal is, he's a member of many Pokemon Go communities, um, including ours, and is is has a wealth of knowledge of uh, Wayfarer and how that works. Uh, so Waste Spotters is a podcast that him and a co-host are putting together right now. And their first episode just came out. They are also part of the Pokemon Professor Network, which is run by our good friends over at Lured Up, Ken Pescator and Adam. So go check them out. They're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as far as I know, and I believe other places, too. I, I got the chance to listen to it a little bit on the car right here, and I can't confirm good quality. So go give that a spin and let them know how you feel by ways of ratings and all of that stuff. All right, uh, that's it. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.